Chapter Twelve of Stephen Mitchell's Journey by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twelve Side Tracks. I do not say, he had explained once, in answer to a question which had been asked him by a friend in perplexity, I do not say that engagements should never be broken. There are circumstances, perhaps, which make this not only right and proper, but I should go further and make it the only right thing to be done. But God grant that you and I may be delivered from any such experiences. I want to consider an engagement of marriage a holy thing, a pledge upon which my master has smiled, and upon the consummation of which I have his blessing. Certainly such an engagement is not to be entered into lightly, nor for any common reason broken." and these words were spoken but a few months before his engagement was thus rudely broken how came he to be under engagement of marriage with a person who could write such a letter as has been described ah the one who could answer such a question and make the answer so plain that other young men and young women in the years to come would be open-eyed and escape the bewilderments which have scarred some lives would confer almost a priceless boon upon society. I suppose it would not be possible to make you see how altogether lovely in heart and mind and person Gertrude Temple had seemed to this young man. Childish he knew she was, and might well be. She was only nineteen, so young that he had pledged himself to wait a year after he was graduated before he should claim her as his bride so innocent he thought she was that he could read her very heart so winning that a heart of stone would have been drawn toward her so earnest in her christian life that she was the only one of all the young ladies in her class who could be induced to take her turn in leading the young people's meetings yet withal so shy and modest that her voice had trembled like a frightened child's as she read the sacred bible words which had never before sounded so much like music in his ears. Nor was Gertrude Temple playing a part at that time. She was sincere enough, or supposed she was. Had not the most talented young man in the seminary chosen her? She felt honored by his preference. She knew she was envied by a score of schoolgirls, and she imagined that she loved him. It is possible that had he been able to hold her steadily under his influence, she might not have discovered her mistake. But she went home to her gay world for vacations, a world as unlike her school life and the influences which surrounded her there, as it was possible to make it. She frolicked and frittered away the days and nights in one continual round of parties and receptions and merrymakings of every sort and awakened one day to the fact that this was her life, that it was altogether agreeable to her, and that prayer meetings and church societies and calls made from a sense of duty were distasteful in the extreme and might grow intolerable. As for the mother, she had had other plans for her darling. She not only sighed, but shed tears when she heard of the engagement, and told her confidential friend that, poor Gertrude was throwing herself away. She did what she could in a ladylike way to foster the girl's sense of unrest and her feeling of unfitness for the life which she had chosen. 
the first result as you have seen had been to lead her to attempt to turn the young minister from his set purpose in life for a time she believed she could succeed she was in the habit of succeeding in most of her undertakings she had coaxed wheedled and cried her way into the fulfilment of all plans which she had cared to carry out why should she fail in this the most important one which had touched her but she failed and she could not but see this as the days went by mr ransom could not even understand her he gave her credit for too much principle to suppose that she could be sincere in her suggestions he succeeded in convincing her that he too had convictions and that to move him from some of them was impossible the only alternative left to her was to break her engagement a minister's wife she could never be she found that she shrank from it in horror she spent some miserable weeks sorry for mr ransom every time she met him sorry for herself whenever she heard his name mentioned as she frequently did in admiration and praise she did not deliberately plan to hold him as her attendant for the season and then turn him off as worthless she made it plain to herself that it would be cruel to desert him so near the close of his seminary course it might seriously unnerve him the wiser way was to wait to say nothing about it until he should have graduated people could write such things better than they could talk them if she were a man she would rather have information of this kind on paper than to try to meet face to face the one who was giving it yes it was altogether the better way the christian way indeed so she kept her own counsel and pressed moral science and intellectual philosophy and every other high-sounding name she could into the spaces where she might have been expected to have leisure for him and bore with what gravity she could his earnest appeals to her not to overstudy so this was the letter which the young minister had taken to his room to read with locked doors so that the joy of the next half hour could by no possibility be interfered with how utterly it had dashed to the ground without a moment's warning the cup which had seemed to him to be brimming with hope and happiness he was not crushed outwardly strong natures such as his rarely are within the hour he appeared at the family dinner-table much as usual talked with his father concerning the news of the day gave his usual thoughtful attention to his mother and sisters and only his twin sister helen knew that he was in any way different it was to her that he told the whole story in course of time at least i mean he told his side of the whole story he could not have told gertrude temple's side even after this experience he did not understand her he had not admitted to his own heart that she was deliberately false he had said that she was too humble too distrustful of her own powers and had been influenced by others to adopt the idea that she was not fitted to the life to which his profession called her she has a worldly mother he said with a long-drawn sigh i have no doubt that her mother opposed our engagement i felt it from the first and gertrude of course was influenced by her mother helen she is not heartless 
i will not have you think so it is not necessary to wrong her even in thought because she is lost to me she is very young and less mature than girls of her age often are she has depended upon her mother a great deal i think of course she did not care for me as i do for her we are unlike in that respect but undoubtedly she thought she did and she is not to be condemned so young as she is and under such influences as she has been all her life because she made a mistake outwardly after that life moved on in about the same channel as before for maxwell ransom to his mother who was a frail suffering woman to be shielded from all possible pain and cared for and comforted in every way he told only the extreme surface of his story of course she knew that he had been engaged and of course she must know that the engagement was broken it seemed wisest mother he had said with a grave smile i know i have held very strict views on that subject heretofore but this is one of those rare instances in which it becomes right to break one's pledge do not worry about it mother dear all things work together you know and his mother looking wistful yet hesitating to question where he so manifestly did not care to tell said presently well my son of course we are not sorry to have you all our own once more only only you don't want my heart broken he said bending to kiss her and trying to speak lightly it is not mother and you do not need i think to be assured that i have not been instrumental in breaking the heart of another it was impossible not to let his voice tremble over that sentence and of course it told his mother a great deal she asked no questions but from that hour she had her own private opinion of gertrude temple it was only helen as i said who knew all that her brother could tell and she who had been in some respects mother as well as sister could not help watching him with some anxiety during the months which followed his first step bewildered her he declined in a very positive manner the unanimous call of a church in a distant city a church in which she had supposed him to be deeply interested one which indeed had apparently been waiting for him and he had certainly given them some encouragement to feel that he would consider their call i am distressed over that he said walking nervously about his room while helen sat at his desk she had just been reading his emphatic refusal of the call and reminded him that they would have reason to be disappointed i am very sorry i have given them any encouragement they will think that i have something better in mind they cannot think that said helen because you have been very plain in your explanation so far as all such points are concerned but maxwell there is a reason for your refusal do you mind telling me what it is no he said after a moment's hesitation it is not worth while for me to mind telling you my other self anything but it is a humiliating reason gertrude's uncle lives in that city and attends that church and gertrude herself will be there a large portion of the season i could not become the pastor of the church under such circumstances 
no she said you could not of course i understand but she sighed as she spoke it was a very flattering call to a beautiful growing city and she had ambitions for her brother not only did he decline the call to the city church but he accepted the very next opening which came and it happened to be to serve the plain little church in the farming village eight miles from where stephen mitchell lived so now we have gotten back to the breakfast table at the manse and to helen's plans for the afternoon her plans had not been made without careful thought she had only been installed about three weeks as mistress of her brother's home but it had not taken three weeks for helen ransom to discover that the experience through which the brother had passed had not left him unscarred he was certainly changed and the change was one which made her anxious he had been a genial young man and one who was exceedingly interested in human nature especially as it was exhibited in young people not alone was he interested in those of his own circle but more particularly in the struggling ones or those who were from any cause disheartened she had often thought with pride of what a power he would be among young men it had not taken three weeks of careful study of her brother's congregation to discover that if there were not struggling and discouraged ones among them there were certainly those who needed elevating needed to have an influence come into their lives different from any which had yet touched them but she had discovered also that her brother had lost his interest apparently in humanity he preached his sermons with energy and earnestness it is true and they were studied sermons intellectual cultured wrought out with utmost care and as cold as polished marble they flowed smoothly over the heads of his hearers without touching the current of their thoughts the truth is the young minister was doing what he could to cover up the pain and disappointment of his life by losing himself in his books he was a born student and books had a power to absorb him so that he could forget himself and his friends yes and in a sense his work he shrank from society he admitted it to himself people especially young people became utterly distasteful to him he felt out of sympathy with all their interests his sister felt this and knew the cause of it she knew also that it would distress him some day to discover that he had let precious time run to waste she had waited silently but prayerfully for the awakening and had reached the conclusion that her brother should be roused she had wondered during yesterday's service as she looked frequently at stephen mitchell whether possibly he were the one to help in this matter there was something about the boy which greatly interested her though she could not have explained why and the reports she had received upon inquiry had not been calculated to deepen the interest oh i know whom you mean fanny bascom had said it is steve mitchell he lives away out on one of the crossroads on a farm that is all run down it never was managed right pa says and is mortgaged for more than it is worth they are dreadfully poor yes there's a father and mother steve is the only son and there is one girl she is an odd creature 
always fussing with her clothes trying to make them look like something and it would just kill you to see her she hasn't things to do with you know and she makes herself into a perfect fright trying to follow the fashions why yes i know them just as you know people who have lived in the same neighborhood with you all their lives they live on the old mitchell place stephen's grandfather used to own it he was a nice kind of a man quite smart they say i wonder that none of his family took after him but josiah mitchell stephen's father has never been of any account shiftless i guess anyhow things have gone to wreck and ruin pretty generally around them oh i never go out there they don't have anything to do with other people they can't you know they are so poor steve is a regular country bumpkin the poor fellow will blush as red as a peony if a girl bows to him on the street and as for coming to church he doesn't do it once in an age i suppose he is a hard sort of a boy ma thinks the mother has more to her she went out there to see her once or twice years ago but she never comes to church nor has anything to do with other people and i don't suppose she is much better than the rest of them it is a miserable kind of neighborhood miss ransom what few people there are scattered along that road don't appear to amount to anything there is a lucas set out there somewhere i heard ned talk about the lucas boys they are drunkards every one of them and i suppose they are just a terrible lot oh well as to doing anything for them how can you there is no way of getting hold of such people you can't mingle with them of course and they won't come to church so you can't even preach at them i don't know i'm sure whether the lucases have ever been asked to come to church or not i don't suppose anybody ever thought of such a thing dear me they needn't wait to be asked i don't know as anybody ever asked us to come and fanny bascom finished the sentence with her usual little giggle End of chapter 12